Welcome to the State of Legacy Podcast. This is Sydney, and joining me, as always, is my other two crewmates. Hey, this is David. And this is Espy. We're, ha- we're back for episode nine. Yeah, was, we've been doing this for a minute now. Yeah. I think we missed a week. But yeah, it happens. It was for the holidays, so I think people understand. Yeah, hopefully. Exactly. So, how was your guys' Thanksgiving? It was pretty good. Kind of small. It can't go too big, but you know, it was it was really good. I had a lot of fun. Yeah. How was yours, Sydney? Well, I had to work it. So, like, you I worked. Was, yeah, I was working <clears throat> out there doing things. I saw the doing things. <laughs> I was working <laughs> out there doing things. I was I was working. I was able to swing by SP house and get uh, some leftover food from your guys' Thanksgiving bash. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Played some Commander Legends. So, yeah, so I know this is a legacy podcast, but we're going to do a quick plug for Commander Legends. <laughs> Quite possibly one of the most fun limited formats since Battle Bonds. Battle Bonds, yeah. It's, um, it's a lot of fun. Um, it's a completely different format. Oh, yeah. So, Sydney and a couple of us, we played Commander Legends, what, three weeks ago? Yeah, I think it was like during the pre-release. Three weeks ago, yeah. during pre-release, and it was so awesome that we hit up our buddy Tash, and we're like, who works at Mason Discoveries, go work. And we're like, hey Tash, we'll pay you $20 if you dra- deliver us another like draft kit. Yeah, it was a little delivery fee, but it was well worth it oh, to play another matchup in it. Like, yeah. uh, And then we played it on Thanksgiving. We did three drafts on Thanksgiving Day. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. A ton of fun. And like, Wizards really killed it like... It's a draft format where you draft a commander deck and then you play commander, and it's like so well executed. Yeah. yeah. And what makes it like a little different is that you pull two cards out of your uh, pack, so it makes decisions a little tough. A little tough, but like I also think a little easier. I think if you're, yeah, I think if you're having to build a commander deck, it's necessary. So the twenty card packs. Yeah. Some packs have two fo- two rares. Some I think I some think we've had some that have two or three. I, I don't think Because you can get a foil thing. rare and two foils. Yeah, Ooh. so I think with... But yeah, so every pack has a foil. You can get one to three fo- uh, rares or mythics, but... Not bad. It's yeah. a fucking blast. Yeah, no, like, and the fact is that once you're <coughs> finished drafting and you get your land right, you just do uh, Commander Brawl. You have everybody against everybody, so it makes it pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah, you build a 60-card deck, and uh, they're pretty solid decks. Like, Oh, yeah. It's a lot of fun. And actually, later in December... David, Sydney, and I are going to go to Mexico. Yeah. We're going to hang out at uh, David's family's uh, place out there in Rocky Point. Oh, yeah. And Sydney procured us two boxes of Commander Legends, and we're going to do some drafting. Hell, yeah. In Mexico. Yeah, hey, we might bring a mic down and do a cast from there. That'd be kind of cool. Oh, shit, yeah. Right? What if we bring the streaming rig and we stream our Commander Legends draft? Ooh, that might be fun. That, could, that, would, that might be actually like really fun to like yeah. watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let us know if you're interested in uh, watching us draft Commander really badly, but... <laughs> Stay tuned. And it, you get to see all the political nature of Commander, what makes it like such a fun format. Exactly. Don't attack me, I'll, I won't kill you this turn. If you attack yeah. me, I'll kill you. So it's not... I would say it's not as political, because I did hate that aspect of like regular Commander, but like... Yeah. Uh, I don't know, like, Wizards really crushed it here. Though, none of us pulled a Lotus in those two boxes. Have you seen a Lotus get pulled yet? No. So, okay, let's think about it. So, we did a, dra- a draft and a half. That's like almost two boxes. Yeah, oh yeah. So, I think we probably cracked four or five boxes total, and we've not seen a Lotus, so. Damn. Hopefully in Mexico. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I want to see one. If people don't crack them, just let those uh, prices the keep prices going. Well, yeah. I've been watching, uh, like, Total Tangent here, but, like, I've been watching... Uh, 
off investments. I watch Rudy crack boxes. Yeah. It's, it's like very entertaining. It is. Yeah. I think he's so like the slot for those premium cards is like there's like a two or three card range where you hit it in the collector's packs, otherwise you're not gonna get one. Okay. Mm. And I know in like seven box openings, so it's he does two boxes every opening. So fourteen boxes. He's not hit a mana drain yet. Damn. He's hit like four or five jewel lotuses and some vampiric tutors. But yeah, like okay. the cards are harder to find than uh, regular. You packs. would think. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, though you were lucky and you pulled yourself a mana drain. Oh yeah, the first draft of Thanksgiving Day, pack one, pick one mana drain. Oof. And I like how you're like, yeah, I'm not going into blue, guys. Don't worry. Hard blue. Hard <laughs> blue. Yeah, hard blue. But no, it was fun. So uh, I think I won one of the drafts, David won a draft, and our friend Justin won a draft. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what did you win with? Who's your commander? Oh, you had the partners, right? Yeah, I had partners. Uh, I can't remember the name, but it was the a... Blue Sphinx. The Blue Sphinx that whenever you scry, you draw instead. So my preordain was hot fire. Um, <laughs> I also have that one card that you scry three cards and then reveal the top card and draw the CMC worth. Oh, so wow. I drew like six, seven cards off that. Um, it was a pretty good set. Uh, that was probably the best deck I drafted. It was a ton of fun. I think that the one I... So I found that playing with partners is better than playing with one commander. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So I think all day... So all three of the drafts, I drafted uncommon commanders. So I guess I started with the blue-red pirate commander that pumps pirates when they attack. Yeah. He was okay. Uh, the second one, I forget who my partners were. Um, but then the... Th or no, the third one, I forget who my partners were. But the second one, it was the one that pumps out tokens. It's the white one that pumps out tokens. It's like a cat soldier. Yeah. And then it was the black one that, uh, the black artifact commander that, like, you can discard a card and then it, like, dismembers almost, like, equal to the number of artifacts in play. And or graveyard. Art, or graveyard. Yeah, yeah. So I have found that partners are very powerful, so. I, I do notice that, like, when we're playing <coughs> Monarch, it's oh, a huge political thing. Anybody who gets the Monarch is a target. Oh, right? yeah. Instantly. Oh, my God. Yeah, Monarch was being passed around. There was, like, little, like, uh, Deals being cut, like, hey, I'll let you attack me for one to get the monarch, but but in return you have to give me two turns off from your attacks or something. Oh, that was Ivan. Our friend yeah, Ivan was, was trying to barter turns. Like, <laughs> go to attack me for three turns and I'll do this. It's like, damn, bro, you're trying to bank those turns. Yeah, and then he drafted a black commander and he had the target on. Oh yeah, like that card. Like I think that's too good to draft. I think you just hate draft it and don't play it. Yeah, because if you play it, like. I would put it in my deck. You cannot anything. win. Yeah, hey, like, you put it in your deck, but you cannot have it as a commander. But. Yeah. yeah, they're talking about the black planeswalker that creates the thralls. Yeah, he creates the thralls and then his negative 10. Uh, so I think on turn one he can plus up to six. Yeah. And then his minus 10, you take every commander and put them in your control, even if they're in the command zone. So you basically take every everyone's commander, which is like, you cannot have that happen. Yeah, that's completely insane. Yeah, it's backbreaking when everybody's partnering up the commander so you can get a total of like... Six or eight commanders into the field. Yeah. Yeah. But no, it, it has been a nice reprieve since we cannot play Legacy right now. Uh, outside of playing online to play some Commander Legends yeah. safely exactly. with a small group of friends. We all got our N95 masks on, our face shields, our hazmat suits. Like, we, we're very... Very good about yeah. it, right? You saw my gas mask. You I have a gas mask. That's legit. I actually set up one of those like little tents coming into my house where it like it sprays you down like in the movies yeah a decom room a decom, yeah we have a decom room yeah. so like the cards are all sanitized of course. So everybody's temperatures checked everyone's temperatures checked any even. symptoms you get out of the house yeah you're out but uh, it's been fun so anyways uh 
So, okay, so we've all been hanging out. We had Thanksgiving. Uh, we're going to Mexico. We've been playing Commander Legends. We love it. Yes. Um, so I think... We need uh, to talk about We're what... going to talk about the impact of Commander yeah. Legends on Legacy. Exactly. So, do you guys remember the, the big card that everyone like lost their mind over when it first was spoiled? Wasn't it the reprint of Preordain? It was not. <laughs> oh. Close, but not. Damn. I'll give you a hint. It's a black card. Ooh. Um... Ghastly Demise was pretty good, Ghastly but Demise. isn't it an agent that opposes everything? The opposition agent. Yeah. Yeah, so I think opposition agent was like the like flash card that was like, oh my god, this is a game changer. But it turns out, I think Hall Breacher is the new all-star. Oh yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. We've seen even a couple lists pop up here and there with Hall Breachers, and just kind of scrolling through MTG Top A and just like, the five O lists. I don't think I've seen a single opposition agent running around anywhere. So I've played a few leagues. So like obviously we had this holiday weekend, right? So like I've taken advantage of that and played some uh, quite a few leagues. And like obviously it, with it also being like the release weekend or the week after of the set, like everyone's testing the new cards, right? Exactly. So I played opposition agent once, but like I've really seen a lot of whole breacher. Um, I've also seen that Grixis is back. Yeah, I'm excited. With your whale. <coughs> the Ethereal Forger? The Ethereal Forger. I'm like, what the fuck is they really <laughs> doing? But yeah, so Grixis is back. They're playing Ethereal Forger. A lot of Edicts when I played them. Makes but sense. But they're also playing Hole Breacher, which is a great card. I mean, I think it's a no. good gotcha card in blue mirrors or blue matches. Yeah. And there's a lot of blue going around. Tons of blue. Um, oh, okay. So yeah, I see some... Yeah, so Opposition Agent is there, but I think Holbreacher is the standout card of this set. Um, I know people talk about how good it would be in Karn Echoes, and it looks like it's replaced one Narsa and a Bobble for two of in this set in the format, or in that deck, and I have played it a few matches. It's pretty good. The card's $110 on Moto. That's insane. Thank God for the... Uh, uh, mana Traders. The mana Traders, but uh, yeah, I think Holbreacher is here to stay in Legacy. An opposition agent is also solid. So we actually found a list at 5 0 here. Uh, David, you want to run us down the list real quick? Oh, it's pretty spicy. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it has Karn the Great Creator, Opposition Agent. These are all four of us Dark Ritual, Chain of Vapor, uh, Chrome Mox. Wait, so we, Chain of Vapor? Uh, sorry, no, no, no. It is Chalice That's what he of wanted. the Void. You want it? Yeah, I want it. See, I, I just block out Chalice of the Void whenever I see it. I do not want <laughs> to see it. And when he sees the Chalice of the Void, he wants a Chain of Vapor. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, Echoing If it's on one, yeah. yeah. So, uh, we got some three ensnaring bridges, and it looks like the main win con would be two Helm Obedience. We got three Sorcerer's Spyglass, some Trinospheres, and then uh, kind of the black side of the um What's well, a curse deck. deck. Yeah, yeah, it's a, definitely a curse deck. Uh, we have uh, Cruel Reality. Uh, we have Curse of Death's Hold, uh, Curse of Misfortune. Then we got the Leyline of the Voids to complement the Helms. An overwhelming splendor. Which basically reads as abandon all hope. Pretty much. And then uh, we have all eight soul lands and ten swamps. This is a very weird... So this is like a curse artifact prison deck kind of? Yeah. I, um, I kind of like it. So here... Okay, so let me ask you this, guys. I don't see how Opposition Agent fits in here. I think it's just to stop the fetches, so if you're able to, like, Dark Ritual one out... So it's like another prison element? Kind yeah. Of? I mean, uh, if you are able to, like, either push out an agent or a Trinisphere, like, really slows them down, and then 
if you're able to push out <clears throat> the agent while you have Trinisphere and they're unable to fetch, then you 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 locked them out of the game. Sure. I think it opens up more turn one lines since like you have the Dark Ritual, so you are kind of banking on Swamp Dark Rit Opposition Agent or one of your Soul Lands for Sorcerer Spyglass or the Chalice of the Void. So like you have many options to go on turn one, and Legacy being Legacy, if you can lock down their fetches. Yeah. Then that's pretty good spot to be in. Yeah, and if you're playing a Trinisphere deck and you lock down their fetches, I don't think they can win. No, no. there's not a chance. Um, and the cool thing about Opposition Agent is you can cast their spells, but you can actually just play the cards, right? So you can play the lands that they try to fetch up. So Opposition Agent will catch the basics off the fetch. So it does progress your board in terms of getting your lands into play. It doesn't necessarily progress it, but it gives you more land drops. Yeah. Potential opportunity for land drop. Um, but it strictly cuts them off. So I guess now that we've talked through it, I see it's uh, I see its role, the role that it plays in this deck. But yeah, um, yeah, it looks like it's just trying to <clears throat> do fast mana and present elements with Karn, Chalice, Bridge, and Serum Bridge. Yeah, build up enough time so they can play the curses. But honestly, I, yeah, like I feel like Trinisphere Opposition Agent is like game over. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you literally so have to difficult. naturally draw your. Three lands to cast stuff, and we all know most legacy decks have like six to eight fetches, sometimes ten, right? Exactly. So, um, yeah. That's interesting. Not bad at all. Yeah. So and they even have the like the lattice lock after they play the card. Oh yeah, card daddy. You can't see card without lattice in the sideboard. Yeah. And like liquid metal coating with Trinisphere. Oh my god. Just strip by all their lands. They can't cast shit. What is Soul Shatter? They have two of. I don't. I'm not familiar with that card. Well, let's see. Soul Shatter is a newer card, I think. It's one black, two colorless, instant. Each opponent sacrifices a creature or planeswalker with the highest CMC among creatures and planeswalkers they control. Okay, I kind of like that. Is that from like the new Zendikar set? I think it is, because I see Hedrons. Yeah. But uh, I, I like... So that's like a poxy card. But like, it kind of eliminates the whole... Going back to, like, Dark Depths fetching up Dryad Arbor in response to a Diabolic Edict or something. Yeah. Huh. I guess, no, Dark Depths is zero CMC, but, like, in a show-and-tell type... It makes sure you get rid of the highest, biggest threat in most cases. It's interesting. I guess it's a show-and-tell card, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, show-and-tell is one of the premier combo decks, so... It is, yeah, yeah. actually. Yeah, good point, David. It is the top combo deck right now. Yeah, so... Torpor Orb as well. That's an interesting inclusion. Uh, elves? Yeah. yeah a little, not, well, uh, D&T. not as much. It oh, d and like, yeah, yeah. D&T, like, make a reason. Uh, Flicker Wisp, your yeah. shit. Yeah. Okay, so that's good. It's like D&T and Elves, I think. Yeah. yeah. It, it makes Sky... Sky the, the new D&T All-Star Sky Shroud Apparition a yeah. terrible card. Three drop to two. Yeah. Yeah. Which what's weird is like this cyborg includes two engineer plague, which you haven't seen a lot because they most people play the creature that's attached to that effect. Maybe uh creature removals and I mean I don't know, like I mean you have the curse of the death hole, but it would only drop your engineer thing to a one one. Yeah, it's well no, it's opponent. Oh, it is one way. Yeah. Um yeah, that is interesting. I wonder why I mean I think it's like to stop elves and like D and I do like that it doesn't run LED with the Karn. Yeah. Because if you're not going the Karn path, the LEDs doesn't have that much weight, so they just cut it for more hate. Yeah, 
That's interesting. It's an interesting list. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, Hull Breacher and Opposition Agent are here to stay. Yes. Um, other cards I have seen, I've uh, and actually we found a few lists. Uh, Court of Cunning. What does that do? So it is one of the court, it is of the court cycle. Surprise to no one, it is the blue one that seems to be legacy playable so far. I'm still optimistic that the white, the green one will be good, but... So, Court of Cutting is an enchantment. It's two blue, one colorless. When Court enters the battlefield, you become the monarch. As a be of your upkeep, any number of target players each mill two cards. If you're the monarch, each player mills ten cards instead. That's quite brutal. Seems like a really good, uh, low-costed win con for a control deck. Yeah. And it's like significant card advantage. Like we've all been playing Legacy long enough that we know Monarch is a big deal, right? Like definitely, you need to steal the crown as quick as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and previously in Legacy, it was uh, I know Marchessa was played in Four Home for a little bit. She seemed to follow a favor, but it was mainly Palace Jailer. Yep. Mm-hmm. But if you guys have ever played against DNT or the next to play Palace Jailer, the Monarch is just being the Monarch is absurd. Yeah. In a deck that has no card draw, they become the monarch. It just They're bar- loving it. Yeah, buries you in card advantage. So yeah, and have we seen like this? This card has been seen in what blue, white control or snow coat control. So we've seen it in a few decks. Um, I don't know if there was a snow control list. Uh, so the fir- one of the first ones we saw was this weird uh, moat deck, which I think if you're trying to stay the monarch, moat is a great oh, yeah. card to pair with it. Very good way to do it. Uh, so a player 5-0 to league with it. Uh, it's got uh, two Jays, two Narset, two Teferi, four Ice Fangs to fire over the moat. Uh, your typical uh, sorcery instant suite in Ponders, Brainstorms, Counterspells, Force of Wills, Force of Negation, Snares, Swords, and Veils, Astrolabes, of course, and then two moats and then two courts. Um, and it sounds, I mean, if you've ever played Ice Fang, Ice Fang is a very slow win con, so it seems like this deck yeah. leans heavily on either winning with Jace the Mind Sculptor or the Court of Cunning. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of like older miracles in a way. It does seem like it has miracle vibes for sure. Right. Uh, it's very heavy on the control. Um, the moat, sure, it's not a terminus, but like it definitely locks down a ton of creatures. And yeah, you just kind of sit behind a moat, court them to death. Yeah. yeah. I would say Moat would lock down, what, 90% of the current legacy? Definitely. Like, what flyers are we... Okay, so Ice Fang we see, which this deck is also playing. And you have Delver, Delver. which the Ice Fang is a perfect blocker. You have Sword, so... Um, yeah. Yeah, it's not bad. I definitely like this list. What's crazy about it to me is that they have gone way up on the counter spells. Two regular it's counter 11. spells. Yeah, three forces of negations, and then four force of wills. Two Damn. spell snares. Yeah, they are super control. Yeah, so this is a pretty, pretty uh, heavy control deck. And then, it, like in the sideboard, it looks like Torpor Orb is making a comeback. They're running two of. Yeah, wasn't the other list running Torpor Orb? Yeah, yeah. yeah, there was a one of in it. Yeah. So I, I think as like Magic continues to progress, there's more creatures printed with ETBs. Mm-hmm, so yeah. cards like Torpor Orb just get better. Exactly. And maybe it, I think Torp, Do you think Torpor Orb's for Skyclay Apparition? Because it answers all this shit. It gets rid of Moat, it gets rid of the Court, it gets rid of Jace. I think I think Torpor Orb is exclusively for Skyclave Apparition. For the I, I can see yeah. that. For I the most part. That, yeah. And then they're doing a one-of, fun-of, Baneslayer, Angel in the sideboard. That is in true <laughs> Miracles fashion. <laughs> that is definitely Miracles. <laughs> I know when I built Miracles, I bought my Baneslayer. Yep. 
Yeah, so yeah. that's interesting. And then also, uh, from the Leave Me a Legacy page, Brian Koval posted a deck list that he played. Oh, wait, is this not playing the court? No, it's the it's Thumbless. Uh, oh, no, no. Oh. Okay, so that's the Clark deck. Was there another one that we saw? That has the court again? Yeah, maybe uh, not. Um, I played against the court the other day, and uh, I was on the Karn Echo deck, and I was just hoping for them to mill one of my uh, Echoes. Never happened, though. They killed me before that happened. But mm. I think court is a good card. But again, everyone's playing with the new cards, trying to figure them out, see what's broken. Yeah. Um, so it's a very exciting point in Legacy, but it's also very volatile, right? Like where your typical deck that would do well might lose because there's so much weird shit going on in the format. Exactly. And you kind of don't know what to expect going forward. All right, who wants to take this one? Yeah, if you see, like, Brian... Is it Koval? Yeah, Brian Koval. Yeah. He, yeah so what is the card he... The, what's the spicing the card he's playing? Oh, man. A card that uh, is near and dear to my heart and hopefully can become a legacy staple is Crack the Thumbless. And he is pairing it up with a bunch of mill stuff. So he's trying to take advantage of Crack's ability where you cast uh, a pretty cheap mill spell and uh, either cost one or zero and be able to just double mill you. If not, it, it didn't cost any mana. Uh, and he's just trying to get you to have nothing in your library so when it goes to your turn to draw, you lose the game. So real quick, what does our little buddy Croc do? He's one colorless, one red. He's a 2-2 two -two legendary. Legendary goblin wizard. He's a wizard with no thumbs. <laughs> he has no thumbs. What, do you know what happened to his thumbs? No, I don't, I don't know about the lore about it, no. There is a card called Croc's Thumbs. Yeah. I don't know what happened. He might he must have lost it in a bet or something. Probably he flipped yeah. a coin. Flipped well, a coin. Well, I guess the irony in all of it is he can't flip a coin because he has no thumbs. Oh Ooh. yeah, he lost. Yeah, that would be difficult to flip a coin with your. So go ahead. So how does this card read? So whenever you cast an instant sorcery spell, flip a coin. If you lose the flip, return that spell to its owner's hand. If you win it, uh, copy that spell, and you may choose new targets for that copy. He also is a partner for uh, any commander folks out there. Shenanigans. So it sounds like he lost those flips. Oh yeah, that's why he's trying to do in his flavor text double or nothing. Um. So here's the card list. So what what I love about this list is that it uh, is relying. It's playing with like the crabs, the hedron crabs, to make you just mill out. Um, but also four archive traps, and those are backbreaking if you have crack, because basically twenty six. Yeah. And you can just keep flipping until it's successful. Yeah. No, 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 no. If, well, oh wait, hold on. Yeah, because it spells free. If they Shut spell the fuck free, up. Yeah. This, yeah. So, so you, you just, just recast it? Yes. Until it works. Yeah, so no matter what, it's... it's so you're gonna double it. Yeah. Yeah. That is insane. I didn't even see that. Oh my god. So it works great with that. So like, no matter what, you're able to just get a double archive trap. Is that really how it works? Yeah. 26 cards. <laughs> but also okay so also so we, we identified this the other day when we were drafting when our friend cast Clark and he failed four times it adds a storm yeah what other card is in here that that, that helps out I think David should lean this one uh, so brain freeze so, it, it, <laughs> so if you miss the flip five time with archive trap and then hit it and then you brain freeze it, you just win right so yeah, I guess you do cast it, so uh, yeah. possibly the Storm Trigger goes on the stack. So you're almost hoping to lose the flip, <laughs> so you can just recast the Brain Freeze one more time. And No, but if you hit Archive Trap like four times and miss it, that adds four Storm Count. So Brain Freeze has four Storm Count on already from yeah. the Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it doesn't have to resolve. Brain Freeze doesn't have to resolve. Doesn't all the But it's going to. 
Because you'll eventually. Eventually. Oh, no, yeah. No, well, no. you have to pay mana for the brain freeze. But, yeah, you just keep archive trapping until it works, and then brain freeze hopefully goes in for quite a bit more. So, 26 off the archive trap. Let's say you failed that flip two or three times. Storm count's around five. Brain freeze will be three times five, 15. And hopefully you double it. <laughs> and hopefully you double it. Yeah, that's that's kind of a brutal brutal combo in there. So if brain freeze, like let's say with crack out there and you brain freeze, it resolves, does it do another stack of storm triggers? If, again, if right? you copy the brain freeze again, the original one, I believe so. It's wow. storm plus one, right? Yeah. Storm times... Storm plus one, yeah. yeah so yeah. you have even a bigger storm than your first cast. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, I'm excited. It looks it, it looks fun to play. And uh, even if you, your opponent's not fetching, uh, for safety matter, the guy has two fields of ruins to like make you go searching. Got to. So is, uh, why not Ghost Quarter? Yeah, it would be so much better. Because it's May. Field of Ruin isn't. Oh, yeah. They must search their library. Yeah, and when they know the jig is up, they'll stop searching. Exactly. So, hmm. okay, so Field of Ruin is better in that capacity. Um, and then I also see, okay, so they also have a Borrow, which is good, because they can, if they need a spell to resolve, like, they absolutely have to have it resolve, they can use a Borrow to bounce Crack, so that oh. they can cast a spell and have it resolve. Return a Borrow's Palace... Oh you, no, this no. is not the one. I thought that was the legendary one. No, if it's Krakus, yeah. No, I was thinking of, yeah. no, there's also the blue one. Uh, is it Miko? No, there's the... I know what you... I know what you're talking about. Yeah, there is that blue land that returns a legendary creature. Why is a Boro even in this? There's no real double blue other than the Archive Trap. I don't know why you would want to return it oh, to your hand. Boro. You know, Armageddon. <laughs> <laughs> That's a card. Balance. <laughs> um... Because, no, there was a, uh, I've seen, how oh, is it? I love how he's got, like, two of, uh, what is this, uh, tramp on air snare? Search your library for a trap card, relieve, reveal it. <laughs> and then put it in your hand. Yeah, yeah, so you can instantly search up for an archive trap if you need it. It's so silly. So, a little side note, but, like, back, back, back in the day when Standard was around, uh, I was playing uh, Jacer Raider Mill with Archive Trap. And my opening hand for, like, the finals of a top eight of FNM, the only one I ever won, I had four archive traps in hand. And the rest were just spells. I had zero land in my hand. And I was like, yeah, all right, I'll keep. My opponent goes, turn one, Scalding Tarn, fetch. I have never been happier <laughs> in my life. <laughs> I just put all four down before you even fen finished fetching. And he's like, hey, I got to finish the sack. I'm like, cool, that's fine. I'm sorry, but like, this is happening <laughs> to you. And yeah, if you do the math on Archive Trap, 13 times 4 is 52. <laughs> you draw 7, so you're at 59. And he fetched out one land, so that is 60 cards. Wow. So, sure, he didn't die right then and there, but... Yeah, the next turn. Yeah, I just, like, oh, cool, drew probably, like, a Jace or something in past turn, and, like, that was my first FNM win ever. It so was, you won without playing a single land? Without playing a single <laughs> land or anything, just four archive traps, and that was it. That was game two, also, and I won game one. Pretty ridiculous. The one and only FNM I won. I know Sydney used to play some archive trap bullshit in the past, and, like, I learned it's quickly. He'd bullshit. ghost quarter me and search, and then he'd be like, are you going to do it? He's like, 
no. <laughs> I'm like, okay, moved my step. Archer trap you. <laughs> yeah, no, it was not the worst part about that is like you can wait on it. It's not yeah. like you have to like Well, like I think I need to bring that deck back. It was a mono blue, archive trap, ghost quarter, wasteland, Jace's Phantasm, Trash. one mana, Ooh. you got a five five flyer, and then Delvers. And then Visions Beyond for Ancestral Recall, right? Yeah. No, I didn't do that. <laughs> you need Visions. No, it was, it was just like Daisy's Force of Wells. It was literally just playing those eight creatures to like I remember when we started playing Legacy, I brought one of these decks to um, Player Draw for a winning box, and I had four Surgicals, four Extrapates, and the rest was Mill. And my only goal was to Surgical out your duels. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, Delver was really popular in the and day. And or Emrakul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, like, against a rug deck... I milled them after their traps. first fed. All your vaults. You can't cast shit. <laughs> You're on one land for the rest of the game. I hope you can cast some of those wastelands. Yeah, I had a f- play set of ghost quarters. It's terrible. It was a lot of fun. That is awful. I don't think I won many games, but like it was a fun The ones deck. you won, you pissed off your opponents. Oh, the yeah, they, definitely. They were like, thought this was a legacy winner box. This was a tiered deck. What is it, Jake? Nope. I'm just having fun. Cool. Exactly. So, it seems like Commander Legends has blessed us with some fun new toys. Yes, oh, yeah. definitely. Um, I'm excited to see how the format shakes up. Obviously, you know we still have the Top Dogs and Rug Delver and Snowco. Trash. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. And it's interesting to see Grixis making a return. Like I've played it a lot lately in leagues. Like these Grixis decks with the Whale and the Hole Breacher. And a bit of removal. So Are they still running, like, Thoughtseize? Yes. I think it's because Veil is on the decline right now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I mean, I guess we'll wait and see how the re- how, how things shape up now that uh, we've got Commander Legends. It's still too early to tell, but I am looking forward to playing some Hole Breachers in the future. And, I mean, I know we've talked about it in our little group, but a, a fun meme deck would be, like, four Hole Breacher, four Opposition Agent... For uh, what is our little blue gr- notion thief? Notion, four notion thief. Yeah. Well, some deck fadens, you know. That would be fun. You can make a really fun, just like fuck you deck. I think. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, and then you gotta play that card that you bought a bunch of, right? The one that tutors for both people. Yeah, skimming symmetry. Skimming yes. symmetry. Yeah. Oh, dude, it would be such <laughs> an unfun deck to play against. So. With the opposition agent on the yes. field. Yes. Oh man. It's so good. For one mana, you get to draw whatever card you want. So we might see some fun meme decks emerge from this. Oh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'm a fa- I'm a fan of Commander Legends. So uh, moving on, moving on. Yeah, yeah. So looking at some of these deck lists, we've noticed that Painter is starting to make a comeback in various shells. Definitely. Um, I think. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but Painter does kind of get hosed by um, that Torpor Orb. That we've been seeing. No. Painter does not. No. The, is it not an ETB? No, no it is. Painter's so activated ability. Oh, it is an ETB. So they can't choose a color. Oh, oh. yeah. So Painter is shut off. So, okay. So you got to play it before the play Painter, but after the Painter's played, you can't do anything. Yeah, once yeah. Painter's in play, everything's a certain color. Yeah. Okay. But we're seeing Painter in like, uh, what is it? Fucking a Grixis, Grixis, Grixis shells. It looks like goblins, though. Look at it. There's a bunch of goblins. It's Duretti, two Duretti, a Congregate Creator, a Tesseret, Biffle Strix, oh. Goblin Engineer. Okay. No, it's a welder deck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. welder. Yeah, sorry. So we're seeing it in, like, Grixis Welder, uh, Mono Blue, 
Lucarn Echo. Narset Painter? On the Lucarn Echo. We're seeing it in decks with... Uh, no, that one's not Narset. Sorry, guys. We're not... We're not the most organized group here. We're seeing Oko decks. There's a fucking uh, Simic um, painter deck with three Oko, four Ice Fang, four, four Painter, and uh, it's got the Grindstones, like, which is very interesting. I think we're kind of realizing with like a huge influx of Oko, creature decks are kind of like struggling because you can elk almost any creature. So why not create an alternate win con? True. In, in a, True. In some sense. Um, no, so it's, it's interesting to see all these painterless popping up. Because um, I know, like, Tony Hare was playing a bunch of painter. Mono red painter. Yeah. Yeah, maybe yeah. he's playing a dated list because it seems like there's so many new painter lists to play. Um, but yeah, I like to see innovation in Legacy because I am tired of playing back to back Rugged Over Snowco. Yeah. Um,. What else is pop? What else is popular right now? Um, I mean, oh, we've had a heavy, heavy uptick in death and taxes. Um, isn't that we're thinking uh, Skyclave is a pretty good answer to a lot of the field? So yeah. I think Skyclave Apparition has done a good job at like helping death and taxes like hedge a lot of their weaknesses. Yeah. And being able to deal with stuff like Jace, Oko, Uro, some of the courts now. Um, so it looks like Skyclave is like a new auto include in D&T. Yeah, they're um, doing a 3 of in a lot of lists, so yeah, of course. Goblins has been getting a research as well. Didn't they get a new printing uh, nope. just a second ago? No, nah, this is like a couple seconds ago. It was in Jumpstart when they got uh, Muxus. Okay, okay. So, yeah, the, Muxus is definitely doing work in Goblins. They're upticking in the meta. Yeah, so, Goblins has definitely been on the the incline. But DNT was gone for a while, like, completely absent. But Skyclave, just the printing of one new card has, like, really helped them out a lot. Yeah, looking further at MTG Top 8, we see the uptick in Grixis Control you mentioned a little earlier. Uh, we have an uptick in Cloud Post. All My Spells is doing pretty decently, too. All My Spells? All My Spells. It's Oops All. <laughs> oops my, uh, Oops All Spells. Oops All Spells, yeah. I mean, that's what it should be called. Um, but, yeah, the meta is kind of shifting away from Rug Delver. I still believe it's the top deck and the one to beat, but it's just nice to see that the meta is starting to diverse a little bit. People are getting bored of just even running Rug Delver, I think, and... Answers exist in other decks, so yeah. might as well try some other decks. Go back to your tried and true deck and figure it out. Yeah. Or, or like this other player, <clears throat> you split your deck into two different things. What was that? Uh, oh yeah, um, where that was Phoenix that? Doomsday. The Phoenix Doomsday list. I think it was right here. It was right here. Yeah, yeah. there was a list that five owed with uh, the main strategy. The main board game. is like Grixis Phoenix, right? Yeah, it's four Arclight, uh, four Arclight Phoenixes, four Delvers, four Dreadhorde, or three Dreadhorde's, three Young Peasies, Buried Alive Ponder, Thought Seizes, Dark Ritual, um, Brainstorm Dazes, Force of Wills, Bolt. So you're just trying to get those Phoenix out and recast them. And then in the sideboard, you just turn it into a whole new deck. Yeah, you can sideboard into just a Braid Doomsday Force. Cavern missiles, even you have the Thassa and you have your cycle, Edge of Autumn. So yeah, you can easily side into a Doomsday 
combo if you are a Grixis shell. So how would you make the pile if you're doing the, the, the like this Doomsday Cyborg list? I mean, everything kind of depends on like whichever cantrips you have available in your hand. Uh, the goal is to just get the Thassa's Oracle out. I would assume you'd leave some number of Delvers in just to add to your... Uh, devotion, devotion of blue yeah. yeah and you don't have to clear out your whole entire five edge of autumn is one of those cards that you put into your five and it just makes your pile four cards and it doesn't cost you any life or anything so with Thassa you just need two cards in your deck let's say you have a Delver out there you can easily play like a brainstorm and a ponder and get into that Thassa's Oracle yeah. So would Cavern be one of the cards in the in the five? Uh, well, yes. Cavern cast yeah. bosses uncountable. Yeah. So you yeah. would want that part of your one of your. Uh, but also, like, let's say you doomsday with Dreadhorde in play, and you cast a brainstorm. You attack with Dreadhorde, brainstorm again. Yeah. And then you can just cast a Thassa's Oracle, maybe with Edge of Autumn to get down to two if you don't have any blue permanents. But yeah, it seems pretty good. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is Delver a wizard? Yeah, he's, he's a human a, he, wizard. Is. Thassa a wizard too? Thassa is, uh, Thassa's Oracle is definitely a wizard. So yeah, you can bring in the cavern, leave in all the Delvers, and that cavern is not just it's, it's a wizard too, I think. Yeah. Oh, Arcanist definitely yeah. a wizard. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. so you got Rainbow Land for your wizards. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you take out the Phoenixes and probably the Young Peasies with uh, the Buried Lives, and then you can turn into a pretty good Doomsday deck. You know what would be fun in this list is uh, keep the Buried Alive but have reanimate so you can reanimate that Oracle. Buried Alive does uh, no, uh, does it not play? No, it just throws in the yard. Yeah. Oh, that's for the Arc Lights. Yeah, okay. yeah. I wouldn't mind just having the Buried Alive and then just have. Well, no. Like, what's the other card that brings a two or three drop back? Uh, it's like an uncommon. Yeah, I it's like know. one black. It's three. It's like a three CMC or less comes back into play. I can't. Yeah, that card. Off the top and I've of my seen head. that in some dupes. Yeah, shallow grave. No, not shallow grave. I think it's shallow grave. It's not shallow grave. Is three. Shallow but, grave is a two, but it brings back something from uh, like the yard. But it's instant speed. Yeah, it no, uh, it's the one black. It was like an uncommon. A return universe. top creature from your graveyard into play. Okay, so it's got to be the top. Um, wow, what is it? Yeah, it's been reprinted recently, so yeah. Um, the snoring is Michelle. Our yeah, if you hear snoring, it's our, it's our, it's my dog. <laughs> it's not us or our dog. It's, it's the little Michelle, me, little Panius. Oh my God! What a companion for the cast. And I'm sure anyone, if I, anyone listens, would be like, "Oh, I know that card," but it's one black. And yeah, you can bring back a three drop. Because you can bring back, yes. like, Leovold, which is pretty solid. You could just, like, can't you just edit the... It was in the bug list. The I... CMC cast, whatever, on that. Bug Zoom Day. It was also just in a bug value deck before. That I remember... Unearth! Unearth, Unearth. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Wow, we're bad at magic. <laughs> well, I mean, there's, like, 18,000 cards to memorize. Yeah, and you can cycle Unearth. Too, yeah, so it's, it's not great. really a dead card because wow. Doomsday, you search your library and graveyard. Jeez, yeah, or not, yeah, like because you can use it for like, or to draw one of the five, yeah, yeah, 
Oh my wow. god. That I think this deck is missing on Earth. Yeah, I think I don't know if it should be in somewhere in there, somewhere in there, but Yeah. Anyway, wow, like oh my gosh. Oh, and then like our premier combo decks have changed shifted a bit and it makes perfect sense, right? Like Yeah. With Rug and Silco being the main the main control decks or the aggro tempo decks. We've got Show and Tell, Hogak and Elves at the top of the combo meta, which makes sense since I know Hogak and Elves they uh fare very well against the Rug Delver decks. Yeah. Show and Tell's pretty good. I would say it's closer to a 50-50 because like, Show and Tell just needs to stick one. If it gets a Show and Tell and uh, Omniscience, it's game over, right? Yeah. Um, and oftentimes you don't even need Omniscience. Like, Show and Tell Grizzlebrand is good enough. Exactly. So, um, Show and Tell is at the top with Hogan and Elf. So, it's pretty crazy, man. Like, Legacy is like, just all over the place right now. Yeah. We even have like Mill coming back into the format. Uh, like we talked about, uh, Cobalt's deck and then that um, a blue-white kind of miracle-y feel moat deck. Um, we're seeing the meta go in many different directions. Do you think Mill is like a viable strategy now? No, I think it's like a tier 2, tier 3. But it's like if you want to play Mill, you can play it on Legacy now and it's not a feel bad. So in five years when we've had... What is it? What is the cadence or the frequency in which Wizards prints products? So five years, we'll probably have once a a, 150 new sets or supplemental products. So yeah. So in five years, what's Wizards has released 150 new sets, supplemental sets, core sets, special sets, secret layers. No, secret layers is like 300 in the next five years. Oh yeah, you need money. There will be enough milk cards for there. Like eventually, at some point, the pool will be so big that there will be a viable tier one mill deck. I think so. Yeah. I if you kind of look at it, mill is the blue version of burn <laughs> because their life total is fifty three, and they hurt themselves each cantrip, each fetch, like, and just drawing every turn. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're, you're not wrong, yeah. man. Just so keep drawing cards. This, you're into my strategy. You I want to draw cards. Good. <laughs> I think I did the math back on archive trap. Archive trap would do an equivalent of like seven health damage. Okay. <laughs> you did like, the math. Yeah, I definitely did the math back when I ran that four surgical four um, extra paint deck, and like. All the mill cards, they hit hard. They do. They do. They hit hard. <laughs> Seven damage. And there are certain yeah. decks where if you just mill their win con, it's game over. Exactly. If you hit all their show and tells. I believe like a Hedron Crab fetch was like a fire blast each time you played oh, yeah. a fetch and fetched up. So do we call it Blue Flame Burn or some yeah. shit? Like, I, I like that, yeah. Flame, um. <laughs> mill, mill the flame. Cool. So um, I don't know if we had too much else to talk on. I mean, I know mill might be a thing. But real quick, before we wrap up, I want to talk to you guys about the news. So, uh, as <laughs> as is tradition with Magic, every week we get like six new secret layers. Yes. So, with that said, in 14 hours, tomorrow, we're going to get some new secret layer drops. So, let's uh, we're going to run through them real quick, and we're going to share which ones we think are cool, which ones we think suck. Um, so, first off, I know everyone loves it so much. The Seb McKinnon drop. Have you guys seen that one yet? No, I don't know. What you, who is it? So Seb McKinnon is an artist who's he did like uh he did what we call it uh, Assassin's Trophy. He did. He's done a ton of cards, my guy. Um, so he's done an Assassin's Trophy. That's he did, good. No, he he, he did, he's actually done like a lot of cards. Like 
but I just can't think of them because like most of them aren't legacy playable. So he redid um, Damnation. I love how Wizards does not have... Oh, here we go. Big pictures. So he did uh, Sword of Temptation, Enchanted Evening, Damnation, and... A Swamp. A Swamp, right? It seems like a perfect pairing of these four cards. They all make sense. They all connect, right? Only the fact that the artist did them, but... Uh, what do you guys think about this one? Like, I think Damnation is cool. The art is sick. Yeah, the art is really nice. I really like the swamp art. Yeah, the swamp, swamp looks cool. really cool. Yeah. But like, where's the cycle? Huh? Yeah, that would cycle. be nice. That would be nice to yeah, have the full five. Um. So okay. So I guess we do hit or miss. Do you think the Seb McKinnon secret layer is a hit or a miss? How much is it? Um. The foil version. So I think oh, this comes Jesus. in foil and non-foil. God, of course it does. <laughs> oh, dude. Well, at least yeah. they're giving people the option now. Yeah, I know a lot of people that prefer non-foils of like promos and whatnot. So I'm a fan 99 of and 120. No, that's the that's like the super they have like they have bundles. Version. Yeah. They're set like as with all things wizards, nothing is easy to do. Well, there's the box. So of it's hundred dollars for no. That's so month. click and scroll down. You'll see where it says there yeah. it is. So thirty bucks. Okay. For non-foil, I think. Yeah, and then if you click foil the foil is forty. So ten dollars more you get foil. I think it's worth it to get the foils actually. Yeah, for ten dollars more, might as well. I do think with just damnation being a good card in commander and everything, it last time I checked, it was worth a pretty penny. Uh, so I think. I think this would be a hit. I, I personally like the Swamp. If someone would trade me one or two, I would be down for it. Um, and yeah, SP kind of pulled it up really quick. Um, the Swamp's already going for 45 <laughs> Well, the Damnation's already going oh, for yeah, the 45 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say the Swamp. Jeez, that's an expensive Swamp. So yeah. Like, yeah, like a Judge Foil Damnation's 53 bucks. So. so yeah, Damnation, just the card itself is a hit. And pair it with a nice looking swamp that you can probably make some money back on if you're looking to sell it. And then two other cards I'm not too familiar with, but like just the damnation and swamp alone, I think is worth thirty bucks in non foil. Yeah, yeah, I wish they had a picture of a close up. Uh, oh, there it is. There. Right oh there. man, look at that swamp. Oh my god, that is dirty. That swamp looks sick. Yeah, I would definitely play that swamp yeah. happily. But it's not snow covered, so it's not playable. Exactly. Oh, yeah, it's oh, trash man. now. <laughs> Maybe one day. Um, so no. So okay. So you have swamp. I know enchanted evening is an. Ex oh, so okay. So we'll, we're going in order. So sword of temptation used to be a modern card played maybe six years ago or so. But like sword of temptation is not the greatest now. I mean the art's cool. The art is really cool. I think mm. you're paying for the art. If you're a sub fan, you're buying this one. Yeah. Enchanted evening. I know Lorwyn art. The Lorwyn foils were expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the card, my gripe is the cards in this set, like, there's no connection to them, there's no, like, yeah, theme, yeah, there is outside a... of the artist, yeah, yeah. Well, I wonder if he chose the card, I think he did, I actually yeah. think he did, but well, that's the god, that I've actually not seen the swamp close up, that swamp is very beautiful, yeah, it's got like a little knight or someone down there, yeah, he's walking through the the swamp trying to find the, something to kill. Oh. <laughs> I'm looking for something <laughs> to, to kill. kill. Okay. There's a monster out here bothering the people in the little village. Right. You know, going back onto the swamp not being playable, what if they made something that like really punished you for having snow basics? I mean, I would love that. That could offset 
enough that like normal basics are now fine in non-astrolabe decks. I feel like people would have to play in their sideboard, so it would take up a sideboard. But stuff. if Snowco is half the meta... It'd have to be something like better than Price of Progress. Yeah. Destroy all snow tournaments. Yeah. That'd be sick. For what? One Two, mana? One color Two mana. No. You gain four life. <laughs> it's a one Uncounterable. Yeah. <laughs> Two Phyrexian red mana. <laughs> I, I would be down for that. Yeah. It's like another free spell. Yeah. It should definitely be red. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. Because you're melting the snow. Yeah. yeah. You melt that snow. All right. So the next one, I feel like this is for our commander friends. This is a box of rock secret layer. It's got... Wow, I don't even know how to describe this art. Ed Hardy? Or what no, is not it? Ed Hardy. It's not douchey. No. It's like cartoony. Yeah. Yeah. Very cartoony. Let's go so, to the bigger versions of it. What? Can you like scroll to the bigger versions of it? So it's... Uh, well, I would have announced the cards. Oh, so, like, okay. There's five cards. They're all artifacts. Obviously, box of rocks. So you have Commander Sphere, Gilded Lotus, Arcane Signet, Chromatic Lantern, and Darksteel Ingot. Um, and the art is... I don't, I don't, I don't even know how to describe this. So Arcane Signet is the card that came out a, earlier this year in the Commander. Oh. It came out in the Theros thing and it was like 30 bucks. And then Wizards proceeded to print it 50 fucking times. Um, so you have Arcane Signet. It's not bad though. It's, it's a good Commander yeah. card. I think you play it in every Commander deck. Commander Sphere. I mean, this art is really cool. Is it like graffiti-like almost? Sure. Is it the same artist on all of them? Uh, no, they're different. Huh. Huh. Very thematic, though. Like, it's like graffiti with a frog yeah. holding the sphere. So, Commander Sphere. Chromatic Lantern is wow. It reminds me of almost like Candyland and Mousetrap, playing mm. that game as a kid. Definitely. Because there's like little like, things, the bird, and like there's colors, and there's party hats because there's someone's birthday. It even looks like tentacle. the cage and mousetrap coming down yeah, yeah, on the that's, owl. That's where I see it, right? Yeah. Yeah, jelly beans. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Gilded this Lotus. Does not fit the theme of the rest of them. It doesn't, but I, I think I like this art the most. It's a little girl with wings coming out of her ears. And she's about to... She's like in awe of the Gilded Lotus. Yeah, wings coming out of her ears. That's crazy. That doesn't make any sense. I hope it's like out of the back of her skull. Well, how does it... No, it's not Sydney, in your most Morgan Freeman voice, read us the lore here. The, or the flavor text. The mage entered into a contract with the Golden Flower. She could wield a considerable power, but all would be lost. Should a single petal fall? Well, that was actually really good. <laughs> that, that was <laughs> really good. Like that was good. <laughs> the, like how you like mirrored his like. Oh, That's wow. how he does. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really we're just gonna call out. We have special guest Morgan Freeman here tonight. <laughs> I really like the flavor text. We yeah, have the art is weird and it doesn't really go with like the theme so far. Because this is the la- oh my god, this last one is like okay. This reminds me of the Goblin Secret Layer. Yep. Oh yeah. Dark yeah. Steel Ingot. This dude's got a fucking ring pop on his hand, mm. and he's shooting pee out of it. Hey, you, you can't mess with that. And then he's got... Is it R. Kelly? Oh, man. The lich poured his soul into a new phylactery. Yeah, phylactery. True immortality was finally at his fingertips. Ooh. This is weird. Ooh. I don't know. I think this is another one of those uh, sets where, like, wizards is, like, 
moving out of like the wizards and dragons and spellcasting yeah. like realm. So yeah, it, it reminds me a lot of uh, shit, man. What's the like cartoon? The cartoon. It's like Cartoon Network stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Or like yeah. Uh, Adventure Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Adventure Time, exactly. Come on, grab your fans. <laughs> All right. So, what do you guys think? Did you hit or miss? I mean, people are gonna love it. I don't. I don't. I don't dig it. I think people will love it. but I think it's a miss as well. Yeah. I think just like the overall cards in it have been printed enough times that like it would be difficult to hold value. Yeah. Like, what do you think the most expensive card is here? Maybe Chromatic Lantern or Gilded Lotus? Which Maybe I don't think either are worth a much, lot. Yeah. I remember buying a Gilded Lotus to proxy up a Black Lotus back in the day. That's like 20 bucks. Um, Gilded Lotus, $3. you can get like an OG. You can get it from the Vault Foil for 10 bucks. You buy Domineer for $2. Yeah. Obviously the new one's going for 12 but it's really not worth that much. I mean, I guess if you want that. What's the Signet cost, Arcane? The one you said that was like... Uh, I know Lantern was worth a bit for a minute. So Chromatic Lantern is like a five, six dollar card. The new one's going for twenty, we which like will it. obviously change. And then we'll go to Arcane, you, Arcane Signet. You had said that it was pretty expensive. Well, minute. when it came out, it was like thirty bucks, but then it got printed. It's been printed five times in one year. Damn. So yeah, it was in card. it was in uh, Commanders. In, no, uh, it was in uh, yeah Throne of Eldraine in Commander twenty twenty. So it literally got printed this year. It's been printed five times. God. Yeah, that's the card. But yeah, the originals were like 25 bucks, 30 bucks, and they're $2 now. Oof. I mean, some of the art's pretty cool, but I think this might be one of the misses. Not a huge fan of it. Yeah. I would call it a miss, too. All right, so next one. Next one, guys. <laughs> I hope you've seen this one, Sydney. Yeah, I've seen it. It looks good. So heavy metal set. So party hard, shred hard. Party hard, shred hard. Yeah. So this is a very heavy metal, uh, screamo themed or uh, yeah. This is these are the most non magic looking cards I've ever seen. I like yeah. it. Yeah, I like them. They look fucking sick. They look yeah. like concert posters. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. So in this set, they're all themed in like heavy metal posters. You have um, we'll, we'll start at the beginning. So you have. Anguished on making. You have David. You do your. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. You have English and money making. It's not like he's burping or he's yeah. a frog. Trying to do a little English and making. Decimate. Decimate. Dreadmore. There you go. Yeah. And then crack the moon. Oh, yeah, oh, there you, go. you redeemed yourself. You David redeemed. just needed to warm up the vocal cords. <laughs> the redeemer, cords, okay? David, the redeemer. But so this is like a super, <laughs> heavy, super heavy metal inspired uh, secret layer. Uh, the art looks sick. These don't look anything like magic cards. Like the mana symbols are all over the place on these cards. Um, it looks really cool, but I don't think I'd ever play them. No, I mean Assassin's Trophy, you can play. So Assassin's Trophy is the only playable card here. I mean, Thraxmundar is played in Commander, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. If it's your Commander and you want people to come to your concert, yeah, you would play Thraxmundar uh, Metal Edition. But, I mean, these cards look really cool, but, like, ah, they, I mean... They it picked was... the right cards to do this theme, too. Yeah. Based off the names, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're, yeah, they're not super playable, but, yeah, they, they all sound like Metal Hands. I mean, they're all, like, removal spells, which is great. That's, it fits the theme. 
Um, Except yeah. Mundo is not, but like... The, Doesn't Thrax exile stuff? And like, he's... He has a difficult commander to deal with. Whenever he attacks, he declares... Oh yeah, whenever he attacks, people discard sacrifice stuff, so... Yeah, it fits yeah. all the theme. It's a great yeah. theme. I think thematically, this is a hit. Yeah. Yeah. There is no foil version of this, though. That's fine. That, that's... How movie posters come, but they I, don't also come think, I also think it's past Rock like, yeah. I feel like it'd be so Rock difficult for Wizards yeah. to try and foil this. You know, yeah. Well, you showed us the different foiling of uh, Commander Legends, right? Because you said the the, the etched et- foils. Yeah. These would look amazing etched. Oh yeah, especially like that silver. Oh yeah, out. definitely. But uh, yeah, it would be dope to see these etched. Okay, so what are your guys' takes? Hit or miss? It's a hit. It's a hit. I think it's a hit. It's a hit. Wait, here, here's my thing. Like, I think it's a hit with us, but I think there's a younger magic generation that it's not going to be a hit. Sure. Or it's going to be a huge hit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you, when you compare this one compared to the Adventure Time like set, I think this is more popular than that. You think? I think I think there's more people that like that Adventure Time feel. I don't know. Hey. Punk like never died. I know. I hey man. I like metal, hard rock. Yeah. So I would never play these, but I think these are sick. Yeah. And they look cool. They look really cool. But like, could you imagine playing a regular Magic deck? Like, I'll play my forest. I'll play this. I'll play this crazy ass looking Assassin's Trophy. Like, I like my decks to be very like aesthetically pleasing. Oh yeah. And so to have a card like this in my deck, it would stick out like a sore thumb. Yeah. But like, I wish like if they made uh, Dreadhor Arcanist in this styling with Bolt. Oh well, they have the crazy no, bowl cool. secret layer. I don't remember looking. They have a crazy bowl secret layer. But. Yeah, I, it would be badass if it was like lightning bolt with like this kind of stuff. All right, so I think we got two hits so far and one miss in that we did not like the box of rocks. Moving on to the next one. God, there's like oh literally... God. How many are there? There's five secret layers all dropping tomorrow. So open up your wallets, guys. This is a squirrel one. So a squirrel mom... Score Wrangler, Cross and Beast, Swarm Yard, Chatter of Squirrels, and a Squirrel Token. Outside of like Swarm Yard, I don't know any of these cards. Yeah, no. They... I definitely recognize the Squirrel Token. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, good call. Squirrel Token, <laughs> yeah, checks out. So Swarm Yard is, I think, like a Kamigawa card, maybe? Or no, maybe not, maybe not. But it regenerates target, insect, rat, spider, or squirrel. Okay. Squirrel Mob. It's Squirrel Lord. Oh no, he gets pumped for squirrels you control. Okay. Chatter of squirrels. He it's a sorcery that creates squirrel tokens and splashes, splashes back. Squirrel Wrangler. I'm done reading these. <laughs> um, they, wow, Crusted Beast looks crazy. I think they kind of messed up. You need Deranged Hermit. He's like the right. The he o- is the squirrel guy. Yeah, he's the OG squirrel dude. Yeah, they, so, they definitely missed one. Yeah. Well, how much is Range Hermit right now? Is he like an expensive card? Oh, he's reserve list, I think. Oh, that yeah. makes sense. Why he's that reserved. one makes sense. He's twenty four bucks. I'm pretty sure he's reserve list though. Maybe. Um, yeah, dude, that'd be cool. That's but like uh, I see. So like, they do you remember when they first started Street Fighter? They had the kitty one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That one sold like fucking hot fire. Yeah. So I think that's what they're going with here. 
Yeah, I mean, I people love squirrels. Some people like that's their jam. They like their squirrel deck, and this is going to fit in a commander squirrels. So. They did the cat one. They did the dog one a while ago. Yeah. There was even the meme of like blocking Emrakul with 15 squirrels. Yeah, 15 squirrels kills Emrakul. Yeah. <laughs> You'd have to have 21 squirrels because six are going to die to Annihilator. Well, you had land. Yeah. Okay, okay. Right? Yeah. So. You just empty boarded. <laughs> um, I have but, uh, on the field. I mean, you I... have 14 squirrels left. I would say outside of the fact of Wait, you can divide up. I don't yeah. know combat, man. Unless the opponent's like, to me. all 15 damage on this one squirrel, fuck this squirrel. But you still kill him, Rickle. Yeah. I know, but like the other 14, like he sacrificed himself for his brothers. That squirrel got annihilated. <laughs> so outside of the obvious cash grab of this set. The token. Or just the fact that like the theme is squirrels or whatever. Like I yeah. think this is uh, terrible. It'll yeah. probably sell very well though, because there are people out there who will buy it. Yeah, it will. It will sell, but I don't think it being a huge hit. All right, wait, wait. Let's do a little thought experiment. So, what is the most expensive of these cards? You guessing? You have to guess before we look it up. What do I think is the most expensive of these? Yeah. Uh, maybe Swarmyard. Swarmyard? No, I don't think it's that. I think it's going to be Squirrel Wrangler. David's going with the token. <laughs> yeah, I'm going with the token. Okay. Yeah, because that Swamp Yard, like, oh I, I think that's like a, a, is that a rare? It's got to be like a, it's common. I think it's a, I cannot spell. Squirrel Mob? Squirrel Wrangler. There's not two E's. There's two R's. Squirrel, Squirrel. Oh, yeah, yeah I'm a retard. Squirrel. Oh, wow. Sorry, we didn't mean to say that. Squirrel, we'll squirrel. That squirrel, Squirrel. Oh. Nice. Squirrel Mob. Squirrel Mob is a $12 <laughs> card. Okay. All right. Uh, Odyssey, you can get it for six bucks. Okay, so it's like seven. It's like it's like a ten dollar card. Okay. Wow. Did you think it was Squirrel Mob, or did you think it was the land? Mob? No, I said the land. Let's Squirrel see. Mob. Okay, so Squirrel Mob is like ten dollars. Squirrel Wrangler, please. You thought Squirrel Wrangler was expensive? Yeah, I think that's gonna be the like the one that's gonna cost the most. Fifty cents, dang. Ten dollars. Fifteen cents if we're getting real. Here. No, ten bucks with the like the single. Mystery booster, seventeen cents. <laughs> you last. Okay, and you're thinking it's swamp yard. Um, chatter of the squirrel. Chatter of the squirrel is a, a penny. penny. <laughs> nice. Frozen beast is a dollar. Dang. You think Swamiard? Swamiard is 15 bucks. I won. How is that? Wait, Where's wait, the wait, squirrel, wait. Token? squirrel token? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Dang. That land? Is that. I mean, I guess, like. Wow, it's okay. So, magic squirrel tokens. 10 bucks? That was yeah, 3 right. bucks. All right, all right. I like that squirrel token. What is that? Curly out of stock. It's a black squirrel. It's a Japanese. Oh wow! Token. Wow, that's huge token. That's I want, dope. I want that bad boy. Um, so yeah, this set is purely. It's for the fans. Yeah, the squirrel garbage. And you can get it in thirteen hours, guys. Yeah. So uh, okay, so okay, you guys, I've left the best for last. Have you guys watched most of the the, the secret layer shit? I know what you're gonna show next. So I've been peeking at them here and there. Ah, uh, you know what I'm gonna show. Yeah. Wait, before David, like David, what what are these lands? What do you when you look at them? What do you see? Alright. Why are these I mean, special lands? Look at the art. Are they real places? No. No. Next guess, please. Next guess, um... 
So like go to the next, make it make it bigger. So click to the right. So maybe all right. So look at these lands. What do they look like? What does that look like? We're looking at the plains. The plains with like some river coming through it. Does it remind you of anything you've seen maybe growing up as a kid on TV? Damn, I feel retarded right now. <laughs> Does it look like Stupid. a happy little place? Does that feel oh, you a little friend? Oh, okay, okay. I caught you, Jim. This is the Bob Ross set. Yeah, these are the Bob Ross lands. The Bob Ross lands. Dang. These are gorgeous. So. Dang. I yeah. They missed out. I wanted them to be full art. Oh if you showed God. me this yeah. one, I would recognize yeah, that as Bob Ross. Yeah, I think the yeah, forest. The, the mountain. Forest. A happy little forest. Yeah. Oh my God. Cool. Yeah. Did Bob Ross just trump every other artist that has done a magic basic land? I I think so. So these are the happy little gathering, the Bob Ross basics. And I think the secret layer is the best value. So for 30 bucks, you get 10 basics. basics. So two of each. And they are Bob Ross. Are they Bob Ross inspired, or they're, no, they are they are art by Bob Ross? Yeah, licensed by Wizards, yeah. Yeah, these are fucking sick. They're beautiful. No, yeah, like looking at these, like okay, let's see. Are there any about this? This plane's amazing. beautiful, gorgeous, right? Yeah. Second plane's gorgeous, this beautiful, beautiful landscape. Oh my god, I want to go play in that meadow. Oof, island. The island is sick. Oh my god. Beautiful waves. The Look at that happy oh, little That wave. swamp is so sick. Like, uh, oh, uh, this this might be the best one. Yeah, that one's the beautiful. The second swamp with like the like copper and golden sky with the reflection on the pond. Or the swamp, my bad. This mountain is insane. Oh my god. So the second mountain here, my sister sat down and actually painted this following a Bob Ross you video. You your sister this mountain. I should. I definitely should. Um, this forest. Oh my god. Mm. I hope these, the, oh, they come in regular non-foil. I, I think I might be playing these. So you're going to play these over to your Stone Cold Lands? Um, well, no, so some of my decks. <laughs> okay, so like, I will play these islands in the island slot of the Urza deck. Because the Urzadek plays no covered, it plays regular island, and it plays the Seat of the Synod, so. Okay. We can diversify our I like it. happy little places. I, I will say this, uh, if you want Bob Ross art, you need to buy these. Because all the Bob Ross paintings that he's done, they're not for sale. He's dead, too. Well, his daughter actually has a whole, like, and warehouse of them all. Every single one he drew. Why isn't there a museum? Uh, I, I think they haven't even thought about it. That would be the sickest museum ever. I would, I'd, yeah. I would go to that museum like every day. Yeah, yeah. there's like a documentary on, uh, I think Vice or YouTube did, wherever, where they actually go and try to track down these paintings. And they're all in just like this little area, a little warehouse, and she has them just like in, in like boxes. You know how much, they, they cost so much money. Yeah. They're not for sale. You can't oh, I know, they would cost so Yeah, much. oh yeah, yeah, because like they're, they're holding on to them. Yeah. They should do a museum. I would visit. 100%. Oh my god, the Bob Ross Museum! It'd make you feel so good about yourself. Yeah, there's no such thing as a mistake. It's just a happy little accident, or whatever. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, I think this is quite possibly 
the best secret layer ever. Are they already selling on TCG Player? Where do you think they're? Oh playing? my god! Do we just search Bob Ross? Yeah, happy Bob little, Ross. Happy little gathering. There it is, super drop. I was, yeah. Oh my god. Now is it? So there's nothing there. But if we search for lands, maybe it'll show up. It's gonna be difficult finding those lands. Well, if you just search for land in Secret Layer. Oh. You just have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was there. Secret Layer series. A little higher. Oh, then we're already in Secret Layer. The land. So Secret Layer. So we just got a little land, a land right yeah, here. Yeah, right go down. There you go. Twenty-two cards. That's not that many. Um. Oh, so we have the. Uh, is that's that it. that's a Bob Ross? Yeah, twelve, 12 bucks. bucks. Twelve bucks. Twelve bucks. So right out of the game. So right now they're all it's like hundred. So yeah, right now they're all about twelve dollars. So you get ten. So ten times twelve is one hundred twenty bucks for them. Oh, the Sebikinen is also twelve bucks. So, but how much is so? It's thirty bucks. Is you're making like, it's good value. So I okay. So as someone who, oh my god, I will probably buy four regulars and a foil. Oh really. Four regulars, yeah. so I have the regular basics to play in my decks, and then a foil, because I think the foils will be worth a ton. And I think they'll look amazing. Probably. I, I agree with that. Just balling. Four, what is that, like 200 bucks? Bro, we haven't been buying a lot of magic cards during quarantine. Four regulars is what? One, three, six, 120, and then the foil. So like 200 bucks. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, but they are sick. They're Okay, so what do you guys think? What I think no, like I like them a lot, yeah. but the miser in me doesn't want to buy them. Well, would, so you wouldn't. Okay, so you would buy none. I would buy none and like maybe secondary market pick up the ones I like. All right, David. I I see the secondary market value of it, but like it'd probably be easier to buy the secret layers and sell the other ones. Yeah, for thirty bucks you get ten lands. No, it's great because like right now on TCG they're twelve bucks for just one of the lands, so you're making value. You yeah. get ten lands. That's one hundred twenty dollars worth of product. So you sell three of them, you pay off your secret layer. Yeah. Yeah. So Sydney is not good at taking investment tips from. No, no, not in the magic world. I am the worst <laughs> at investing in the magic world. David, I think this one is the banger out of all of them. I think so too. So, so let me ask you, David, how many of these are you gonna get? Three and one? Uh, well, for Ant, if anything, I always run like two islands max, and the rest are singleton lands. So but you I want the same islands. Of course. So I would buy two regulars, and probably a foil set that I'm going to frame and put oh, above nice. my bed. Ooh, okay. Wow. wow. A gentleman. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> so I could wake up and just see those happy little eyes. I also think the foil. I think the foils are the most likely to spike for ten dollars more. Yeah. And if you think about it, like a lot of people will probably buy non-foil, so the amount of foils in circulation will be low. Exactly. So I think it's a salt. I mean, it also just might sell fucking tons, tons and tons. So. And since you can't get a Bob Ross painting, you can just buy this and like cut out the magic part. Oh yeah, I would not, not advise that. that. <laughs> <laughs> but I, the, the worst part is you cannot get these signed. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I like. I would try to chase the signature of his daughter though. Okay. Yeah. Hey, hey would can you forge your dad's well, signature? Oh, 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 never mind. His son does. Could you just sign it, Ross? His son does does it. His son does it too? Yeah. Oh, you know, so yeah, yeah. His son does it. Oh, wow. Get yeah. the sun signature? Yeah, that'd be great. That's awesome. I like the idea of like putting it in a nice frame of in like in a 
your study yeah. or whatever in your bedroom. All right, so to recap before we close out, of all these secret layers, what are you guys buying? Are you guys buying anything? I would only buy the Happy Little Gathering. You'll yeah. buy one of these? I would. You'll buy. So you're going to buy one of these? I don't know if I am, but I would. <laughs> if <laughs> so the math were going to buy one, if $30 would be dollars, Sydney. 40 bucks for the foil? Okay, so you, you would buy one of these? I would buy the foil one, yeah. David, of all of them, what would you buy? I the happy little gathering for sure. Uh, I kind of like my alpha basics just for playing, but I, I would I would invest at least into one foil happy little gathering. Okay. Um, I might buy the Seb McKinnon one. Okay. The swamp is. Sick. I might buy one of those. Yeah, the swamp is really cool. Um, and then I'll probably just buy a couple of these because I think these are really cool. And I think these will be really popular, and they're very iconic because it's Bob yeah. Ross art in Magic: The Gathering world. Exactly, yeah. where I'm, art's a huge thing. But here's the thing: I'm a little trepidatious, and like the miser in me is that Wizards is known to put out a lot of product, and if this one does well, we just get another Happy Little Gathering Part Two. I don't think they'll do another Bob Ross. Well, there's so many paintings to choose from. Well, that's yeah. fine, but yeah. they'll do still just do someone else. They'll do uh, yeah. Ansel Adams. Secretly, <laughs> just keep going on and doing different things. Like we've seen so many different themes amongst these four or five secret layers that we talked about. Pablo Picasso just... secret oh, layer. Ooh, Van Gogh. Exactly. Van Gogh would be yeah. Dolly. Yeah, Dolly would yeah. be yeah. Yeah. cool. MC Escher. Yeah. Oh, oh uh, what about his? Uh, well, who's the other guy? H.R. Geiger. Oh, yeah, Geiger would be dope. Let's do it. So this exactly. could open a nice little gateway. But... Exactly. And hey, opening the floodgates with Bob Ross, I think that's a solid way to do it. I agree. Good guy, good guy, great perm. Exactly. So anyways, I think we spent the last 25 minutes not talking about Legacy, but I hope you stuck with us, guys. Um, and gals. All of our female all, all listeners. All our listeners. So anyways, uh, do we have anything else? We I good? think we did great. We've uh, yeah. ending on a great note with uh, good positive energy for Bob Ross. Yes. Uh, hope everyone is doing well. Hope everyone enjoys the holidays. Exactly. Um, spend time with your family. Be safe. This is Espy. This is Sydney. And this is David. Have a good one, guys. Later. Peace. Bye.